Helix mattresses have been recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Everybody is unique, and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? You can take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10-15 to year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash drink. That's helixsleep.com slash drink. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Hey, does anyone want to learn French with me? Because I've decided in 2024 that I want to learn French. And thankfully, I have Rosetta Stone. So you better hop on and so we can learn French together. Rosetta Stone has the amazing true accent feature, which is so helpful, especially in French. You get feedback on how well you're actually pronouncing words. Plus, they have 25 languages to choose from. So if you're not going to learn French with me, I'm sure you can find some other people who will learn a language with you. But I'm on the French team this year. Come on, folks, join me. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, and that's why we drink listeners, can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash drink. That's rosettastone.com slash drink. All right. We are recording. We're recording. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome. It is May. It's gonna be May. No. I was waiting for it. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you'd do that for me. Thank you. Hello to the fifth month of 2020 and the third month of Corona. Um, so far, 2020 is looking... <laughs> it's looking like the inside of my house is what it's looking like. Um, welcome to the pre-month before our birthday month most importantly. Ooh, yes, the last the last listeners episode before Gemini season. Hey, I can't wait. Um I'm very excited and I don't know how we're going to do presents this year, but I imagine we'll do like some sort of online date where we open each other's stuff or something. Yeah. I know. I feel like I need to like learn how to use a drone or something. <laughs> well, I don't know. We'll last see. last night I got I bought your first present of the birthday extravaganza. I'm very excited about it. Um, I bought your first present last night too. I'm not even making that up. I wonder if it's the same thing because I saw it and I was like, "This is some shit." Christine will absolutely buy me. I so I told I'm... Blaze. I said, "How much you want to bet Em and I get each other the same fucking thing?" <laughs> so we'll see. <laughs> I'm pretty sh- I'm pretty sure it's I already oh, know what it you got God me. And, damn. It, and I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. This is so us. Oh god, Eva's probably like listening to this going, "Okay, we get it." Um <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, well, Eva picked some beautiful stories that you all have written into us and by beautiful, hopefully they're uh creepy and scary and we'll find out. We didn't have a we didn't have a theme this time, did we? I don't think so. Unless we find okay. out that we did, in which okay, case yeah. I'm wrong. <laughs> that's a that's the way I love it. I I don't mind surprising myself. First of all, how are you? How are you doing on this fine almost May day? It is very hot. Um, how are you doing? Ooh, I forgot. Are you just like sweating right now? I sure am. I had to turn off oh. the little window unit because uh, I got to record. And so I am sweating. It's probably sweating, sweating. not as warm as it used to be because I'm not there to add to the fire of, of hotness level, you know? Right. You just like come trailblazing through. That's true. It's basically a refrigerator in there right now. It's like smoking. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, good. I just wanted to check on you. Well, thanks. I uh, Okay. So my first story is uh from someone named emily and emily's title is the date from nopesville oh oh so emily says hello all who dwell in the podcast studio house as permanent residents and or guests oh my goodness <laughs> that's you trailblazing through see? <laughs> uh and thank you eva for reading my email i appreciate you greatly happy monday you're podcast brightens my days. I travel quite a bit for work, sometimes up to nine hours driving one way. So I'm grateful to have you both in my ears as I drive into nothingness and over mountain passes. 
Ooh. Oh my God. Is this like the new Robert Frost? I'm pretty sure that we're the road less traveled. Um, <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> now, sometimes I can't sleep at night in my hotel after listening to you, but that's a sacrifice I'm willing to keep. I'm willing to make to keep me entertained while I'm driving. And that's why Aww. I drink hashtag team wine. Um, so here's your, here's your story. I was in my uh, first year teaching and had recently broken up with my longtime college boyfriend. I was trying to move on and I also wanted to be a little scandalous in my life since I had been a quote, good, good young lady all my life. Uh, I also had to be a little secretive about it since I was teaching in a small rural town where everybody knows everybody and everybody stopped by my house anytime that a new vehicle was over. Oh my goodness. Oh God. Sounds that like, sounds like a nightmare. Sounds like Fredericksburg. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my dad came to change out vehicles with me once to get my car serviced back home and six different families showed up to my house no. to see who was over. Oh my goodness. It's my dad. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> so like all rebellious 23 year olds i got a tinder and life was good yeah. on tinder swiping left and swiping right um i had talked to a few guys but nothing had come of it and uh but then one afternoon i got this odd message that someone had super liked me which meant that we, <laughs> which mean which meant that we matched no matter what and he sent me uh, a message and as i looked through the profile there wasn't any close-up pictures of him which i thought was odd he had uh he had one where he was driving a motocross bike, one with him standing with two younger girls at a sunset, and then just some random racing photos. And I immediately was not interested, but I decided to be nice and at least message him for a while since he used his super like on me. Uh, we talked for a few days. Nothing important or amazing happened. It was all surface level, and that was about as far as I wanted to go. Then it was the weekend. So I me that meant that I spent a day going to the nearest city for a lunch at a chain restaurant, a.k.a. Olive Garden. Um, retail therapy grocery shopping and green tea from starbucks all right that sounds like a good day to me mm. uh once i was in the city i got a message from racing man and <laughs> <laughs> and i asked and asked what i was doing this weekend i messaged him that i was in the city for the day and he quickly responded that he was in the city and wanted to meet up i was hesitant but i knew that he would persist and i hadn't gotten the confidence to say no quite yet so i agreed to meet him but at the busiest uh, but at the busiest Starbucks in the city. So I guess in case any one, in case she got smart uh, and for more tea and for more green tea. Wait a minute. That's the right. real thing. <laughs> also, I said this in an Instagram live recently, but let me take this moment to ask anyone listening. If you work at Starbucks, can you DM me and let me know if there's a possibility to ask in the future for a, a London fog Frappuccino? Because <laughs> I I brought it up in Instagram live and I don't know if an, a lot of Starbucks employees were, were there to hear me say it, but someone on the live asked what my dream like Starbucks drink would be. Mm -hmm. It was an ice London fog frap. And I don't know if that's possible. So before I look like an idiot, someone let me know if I can ask for it. All right. And also it's different from a, from the green tea frap. Cause M doesn't like the matcha, right? Right. Yeah. London fog. Is Just, I don't want people to be like, that exists already. Uh, you know? Oh, good point. Good point. Yeah. I don't like what exists currently. So please don't suggest any of those. <laughs> <laughs> um, Serious so, inquiries only. Right. Exactly. Um, I then sent a message to my best friend and sister to let them know I was going on a coffee date with someone. And I told them that if I didn't text back within two hours to call me, and then if I didn't answer to call the local police, I also, Oh my God, the smart, this is not a good vibe. I'm sorry. <laughs> scared. Yeah. If you're that hesitant, well, I guess it's, it's fair, especially in like a small town. Like you don't know who you're meeting up with. So no, it's very smart. No, you're totally right. Um, I also sent them a picture of his Tinder profile so that they had some kind of lead of who kidnapped me and the address of the Starbucks. Um, smart, 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 smart. All of this prep work should have totally told me that I probably shouldn't go out with him, but I didn't listen to that <laughs> gut feeling, which was bad. Um, about an hour later, we met in the Starbucks parking lot and we went inside. I ordered my unsweetened ice cream tea and he began to pay. He suddenly stepped in and said to me, what is with you women, first of all? First of oh, all, no. I haven't even finished the sentence, but those like five words are enough for you to leave now. My like hackles are up. <laughs> you women. Oh my goodness. Okay. What is it with you women and thinking that you have to pay for things? You were on a date with me. I will pay for it. Okay. So uh. you had me in the first half, but <laughs> okay. Um, 
I get it, trying to be a gentleman, but also women can pay for things. I was taken back by that. It was like a $4 drink. I can handle that even on a teacher's salary. I brushed it off and I found a table on the patio of the Starbucks that had about 10 other people on it. We sat together and shared some more surface level information about ourselves. He shared with me that he was retired military, um, past state patrol officer, and a past police officer in the area. I told him I was a high school teacher. He then asked where I lived since I didn't get to the city very often. I told him the name of the town and his face turned white and he immediately looked down. I made a comment. Yeah. uh (laughs) Uh-oh. I made a comment about how the town I lived in had some trouble with their police department in the past year or so. And I mentioned that a cop had actually shot a local resident in the back multiple times (gasps) as he was walking into his mother's house. (gasps) Oh, my God. Uh, he became smaller and smaller in the chair across from me. And I said, am I, uh, did I say something wrong? And he said, that kid that shot the kid in the back, that (gasps) cop is me. The kid that shot the kid? The cop that shot the kid in the back was me. (gasps) And he said, oh my God. He said, I start the trial for his murder in the next (gasps) few months. Holy shit. I was stunned. I was on a freaking date with a murderer. I had read and read about that case and felt that based on the information that the media released, that this cop was definitely guilty of second degree murder, at least as my mind was racing. And I'm sure my face looked absolutely horrified. I tried to keep my cool and continue to listen to him as he lied and complained about the situation (gasps) after about complained. Seriously. After about 10 more minutes of him talking about all the ins and outs of the ordeal, I pretended to get a phone call from my mom. I stepped away from the table and thought on my feet about what excuse I would need to leave. So I came up with the excuse that my parents had come down to have dinner in the city that I lived in and I needed to get home. Uh, He didn't put up a fight and walked away to our cars. I started my car and drove away. He did not follow me. And after getting out of town, I called my best friend and (laughs) cried about my date with the murderer. Uh, It was just my luck. Like this always happens to me. Uh, This is what you get for being too nice. A few days later, he messaged me, but I never messaged back and unmatched with him. A few months go by and the trial for the murder began. I tried not to look at any of the information coming out, but eventually it was inevitable that I would get some kind of info. And I read an article that he was found guilty of second degree murder and would be sentenced later that month. I sent the article to my best friend and sister. We all chatted about how I literally went on a date with a murderer. And I learned quite a bit from this. One, trust your instincts. Two, be rude when you don't feel comfortable or don't want to do something. And three, get rid of Tinder. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Oh, my fucking God, dude. Yikes. Yeah, that's so true, though. It's it's I know it's my favorite murders quote, but fuck politeness, you know, fuck politeness, dude. MFM. MFM. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay. Wow. Well, thank you so much. Um, Was it Emily? Yes. Thank you, Emily, for saying that in. I'm glad you're safe. I'm glad you met up in a public place. Yeah, very um, smart. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. You did all the right things. You did. All right. So this next one is from Emma. Yay, Emma. Lots of M's going on. I know. Okay, we got the subject. True crime. That awkward time my mom thought my dad was the hillside strangler. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) what the fuck okay can you imagine i'm assuming i'm absolutely assuming right now that they're married maybe not the case but i like to think immediately going into this that they're married and finding out years into their marriage that she might be married to a murderer (laughs) oh no the juiciest anyway let's go let's go okay let's go let's go it says hello and that's why we drink family i'm emma one of your cool teen listeners Oh my gosh, a teen listens to us, the youths. I'm suddenly so nervous. Okay. (laughs) And then uh, she says, JK, I'm not very cool, but I am a teen who loves your podcast. (laughs) That means you're really cool. That's all I needed to hear. (laughs) I get nervous all the time. I'm like, do the youths even like us? And now I'm like, oh my goodness. It seems like a couple of them do. So thanks, Emma. I feel like a top dog. (laughs) That's what cool teens say, right, Em? (laughs) Yeah, in their 80s. Okay, maybe you're the hillside strangler. All right. (laughs) Anyway, since it's Corona time, as us TikTokers say, I got bored and decided to send this story. Let's crack into it. Picture it. Los Angeles, 1977. I'm already there. I know. I love it. So much, so much uh, wool. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> my parents had recently met and my dad was taking my mom on a date. They got takeout and went to a hill in my dad's janky old car because my dad wanted to show something to my mom. Oh, boy. Goodbye. It's a corpse. They got out of the car and walked up the hill a little bit. Keep in mind that it's autumn, meaning that it's pitch fucking black outside by 6 p.m. Then my dad turned around, looked my mom in the eye, and said, this is where the Hillside Strangler's most recent victim was found. Why? Why? Why, why did your mom keep dating him? Why, I'm sorry, but like, I'm sure everything was meant to be, and that's why you're here, and blah, blah, blah. But if I went on a beginner's date with someone, <laughs> and they said, well, they're still in like the midst of trying to impress me, and they're like, let me take you to a murder site. But I feel like that's exactly what I would do. Like, I'd be like, hey, look, I have something cool to show you. This is where uh, Ted Bundy lived. I don't know. I feel like that's some shit I would pull. Okay, I'm not going to lie, though. When we were in Vermont, I definitely went to the place where Ted Bundy was born or like Ted what? Bundy's original you house. Tell me that. I found it as I was like in an Uber on the way to somewhere else. And I was like, are you shitting me? Oh this is right. God, it's like a it's like a corporate building now. It's like it's not there anymore. But oh. it like was it was either the hospital he was born in or his childhood home. I have to relook it up. But ew, I you, you literally just made me eat my fucking words because see, and now look how <laughs> impressed everyone is. <laughs> oh, oh. let's say impressed definitely oh my gosh okay so then emma says um da -da -da. romantic right anyway let's just say it was a few weeks before they went out again turns out my dad at the time was just a slightly awkward tv news reporter who had reported from the scene of the crime and for some reason decided that would be a cute date spot Anyway, they've been happily married for 18 years now, which I think is totally noodles, because if I was my mom, I would have been so out of there after that date. Right. <laughs> Sorry, that was so long. I love It wasn't. It was like three sentences, Emma. <laughs> Don't apologize. <clears throat> I love your show so much and hope to see you live sometime after the virus clears up. Thanks for making social distancing more bearable. Stay spooky. Stay healthy, Emma. Oh, my God. I love wow. that story. Short and sweet. Short and sweet. And also, like... She's not wrong of like I I would have also been way out there. Like that's something you at least say on like a tenth date. Like after yes. you've kind of like once they've sank their claws in you and they're too afraid to leave, like <laughs> they, they they love you a little already. Or you say it with a lot of context, like, listen, I'm a TV news reporter. I know this sounds really, really, really bad, but guess what? <laughs> it's like I'm just trying to give you a very memorable date. <laughs> and it worked. It sure did. 18 years later. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Well, thank you, Emma. I appreciate it. Thank you, Emma. I'd also tell your dad he's a hopeless romantic. <laughs> um, so, uh, okay. My story, my next story is from Kay, who uses she, her pronouns. Thank you for normalizing pronouns, Kay. Oh, Emma did too. I didn't say it. I don't want Emma to feel left out. Thank you for normalizing pronouns, everybody who yes. does so. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so Kay's title is Oh, Christine's going to fucking love this one. What? My encounter with Scientology. <gasps> oh, boy. I'm buckled. I'm knuckled and buckled. Let's go. Aren't we all? Okay. <laughs> also, very much looking forward to the this, the day you decide to cover Scientology. I know that's a... I can't wait. I know it's a tall order, but I'm looking forward to it. It's coming. It's coming. Um. So, Kay says, I don't know if this would count for a true crime story, but... At the time, I went to the local church of Scientology. Okay. Yes, it does to me. Yes, yes. Crime, crime, crime. Definitely true also. Hopefully true. <laughs> I never went. I never knew what Scientology was about until I was in college and taking a class about cults and religions. For the class, you had to write a paper about a religion, and I chose sociology because I thought it would be interesting. Part sociology. Scientology. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, wait a second, I'm so confused. Okay, got it, got it. Sorry. I should have assumed that. No sense. Okay. Uh, part of the assignment involved having to interview someone from the religion. So I did some religion. I did some. Why can't I fucking read today? So I did some. I did some religion. <laughs> I did some religion about sociology, you know. Um, so I did some research on it by going to the website, watching and reading about it. I also watched the Leah Remini show, which, by the way, is amazing if you haven't. Oh, I love that show. I know we've both watched it. Yeah, y'all. It's amazing. It's so good. It's good. And sad. Do, like, I did a puzzle. It's sad. Yeah, I did a puzzle and drink wine and watch that show. And it was like the best weekend of my life. So highly recommend. It was one of those shows where I would play it like 
calm down before you react. I would play it while I was driving. I would like leave the phone like in like on the floor, but like the audio would come through. So it felt like I was listening to a podcast. Oh, which I like obviously do not watch TV while you fucking drive. But if you like, (laughs) I was able to, I was able to plug the cord into my phone and like, you know, drive and listen to it at the same time. And it still was really good. I just couldn't get enough of it. Like I couldn't wait to get home and watch it. So I'd have to play it through my radio. Oh, so good. Anyway, please don't drive and watch Leah Remini, but also please go watch Leah Remini. Um, Go drive and listen to Leah Remini. Listen very intently. Um, (laughs) So I watched the Leah Remini show about how bad Scientology is. So I wrote up a list of questions and asked everyone, uh, I, I I asked around if anyone I knew happened to be a Scientologist. <laughs> That's a good way to just get on the ground and <laughs> uh, grassroots. Just yeah, exactly. Only to find out my grandmother was a Scientologist in her young adult oh. years. She refused to talk to me about it, saying it was horrible and I should pick a different topic. Okay. Wow. I don't listen. I don't listen very well, so I thought it would be best to go to the church itself, and I did just that. This is where my somewhat true crime starts. So I drove to the church when I had some free time. When I got there, I walked up to a receptionist and started asking some questions. She said that she would find someone to answer my questions and led me to a room where she told me to wait. I waited in the room for about an hour and no one came. So I just got up to go out and ask again. But when I tried to open the door, it was locked. (gasps) Uh Uh-oh. I started forcibly knocking on the door when all of a sudden the door opened. It was the same lady I talked to before. She told me to sit back down and she would answer my questions. So we sat down and she started being very rude, not really answering my questions. And then she grabbed my notebook from me, yanking my hand and hurting my wrist. She read through my notebook saying I obviously needed to continue my education because I wasn't very intelligent. Oh my my God. At that point, I was done. I grabbed my notebook and said I was leaving. But when I went to leave, another person physically blocked the door so I couldn't leave. They were saying uh, that they could help me in my education and my life. I shit you not. I actually had to threaten to call the police before they let me leave. Oh, my God. So, like, they were saying, if you stay, if you stay, we'll, like, help enlighten you. (laughs) No, thank you. Uh, it was a very scary experience for me and I will never go back. I should have listened to my grandma, but I learned the hard way. Anyway, that's my kind of true crime story. Love you guys. <gasps> Yikes. Wow. I don't like that. That's so scary, dude. I did not like that a little bit at all. I, for me, like a, a true crime story, like even if it's 1%, just scary, it counts. Yeah, exactly. And obviously that is very illegal to be holding you there and inside a own cult building um yeah that's really awful i went to a scientology center in dc but i will save that story for the day i cover scientology but um (laughs) fortunately i did not have to call the police thankfully so i'm glad you are safe and not um indoctrinated you know yes thank you for getting away we're very proud of you all right this next one is from alexandra she her pronouns okay Thank you for normalizing pronouns. Thank you. This says, my college roommate was a ghost. Oh, boy. Uh, Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So back, we've had a lot of true crime today. That's cool. I feel like we usually do more ghosty. Yeah. Okay. Time for a ghosty story. So back in 2012, I was just starting my freshman year of college. Anyone who has lived in a dorm knows that the prospect of sharing a room for a year with a total stranger can be exciting and terrifying all at the same time. Yes. Yeah, you guys should know my roommate. Ugh, just kidding. It was Allison. I, I love you, Allison. Yeah. So, so gross. So gross she sounds. I just had to meet her and date her for myself to find out. And you now call she's. Her, you call her stinky, so. Now she's my roommate. Listen, I got to tell you, you were right the whole time. <laughs> JK, I was very lucky. Love you, Al Pal. Okay. That first day I met my roommate and was lucky that we hit it off immediately. Thankfully, we had really awesome dorms at my school where we had a full suite. There were two rooms with two people each. We also had out we also had our own bathroom and living room. It was nice, but there were always corners and shadows, and that is extremely relevant to how the story unfolds. So one day, not too far into the semester, my roommate told me something along the lines of, Hey, so I have a ghost. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I can only imagine my response was confusion. She went on to explain that her whole life she had this ghost that follows her. He never did anything, just kind of lurked in the shadows. All those little corners and rooms in the dorm, he loved hanging out there. 
I kind of brush it off like, whatever, that's in- an interesting thing to tell someone you just met, but okay. <laughs> but that that is an interesting... To be fair, to be, to be fair, th- both of us would have done that in college. At least I would have and been like, oh, by the way, my room's haunted. By the way, I've been here for five minutes and welcome <laughs> to being my roommate. You would have been like, let me go show you where Ted Bundy was born and then I'll tell you all about my ghost in the corner. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, but then it got strange. I would wake up and see things out of the corner of my eye only to later have her say he was in the bathroom or she saw him in the closet that morning. At night, I would fall asleep with the feeling that someone was there, but it all came to a head one night when a friend visited. My roommate was gone for the weekend and my friend from high school visited. My roommate said it was totally cool if she slept in her bed since she wouldn't be there. The next morning, my friend woke up and told me something really weird happened. She had woken up in the middle of the night to what felt like someone aggressively grabbing her chest. Uh-oh. <gasps> oh, no. She went back to sleep after, but it had justifiably freaked her out. When my roommate came back, I told her the story, thinking she would be like, weird dream or something, right? She said, oh, yeah, he didn't like that someone else was in my bed. He does that sometimes. Ew. Oh, okay. Uh, and then she says, oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. So now this ghost... <laughs> Cool, cool, cool. Which is also how you and I would react. Cool, 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 cool. I'd be like, cool, cool, cool. I need to, I need to run away now for the rest of my life. <laughs> so now this ghost living in my dorm was territorial too. Awesome. Weird things happened for the next couple months. I would still see shadows. I would occasionally find pieces of a baby doll in my bed. Oh my god. Okay. Good what fucking night. The fuck. Absolutely not. Oh my god. Even after I threw them away, I have no idea if this was related or just one of my roommates playing a prank, but it happened when my roommate wasn't there, so not writing it off. Nothing big happened again, and my roommate moved out halfway through the year, leaving me with the bedroom to myself for the rest of the semester. As soon as she left, I never got those weird feelings or saw those shadows out of the corner of my eye again. You never know what you're going to get in a college roommate. I was lucky enough to get a paranormal two-for-one deal, I suppose. Thank you for bringing some humor to the world, especially now you're making my work from home hours truly more bearable. Team wine, because wine is actually my career. Ooh. (laughs) So I kind of have to, though I will never say no to a milkshake. Mm, Oh, my gosh, Alexandra. Yeah, I mean, I guess everyone that goes to college, like, someone is bound to be roomed with someone who's like attached to things or like oh yeah more inclined to that stuff i know when i was a freshman there was um a ghost in not in my room but i had again it was me and my roommate and then two other people and all four of us shared a bathroom yeah so we could in theory walk into the other person's room they had a ghost that a few times they came into my room through the bathroom they would like knock on the bathroom door and like asked to sleep in our room. Oh my gosh. Oh um, no. But that was, I mean, I was lucky it wasn't in my room. I was like, you go, you stay over there. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I'd just be like, I'm sleeping. Sorry. <laughs> I don't hear you. But I mean, even what what bothers me about that too is like, okay, yeah, she was upfront about having a ghost. But then when the friend came and stayed in her bed, she, was, she wasn't like, by the way, maybe your friend shouldn't sleep in my bed because sometimes my ghost gropes people. A polter groped. I don't know. Polter groped. Polter groped. Holy shit. You're right. She got polter groped. In there. (laughs) Well, also, like, it's weird because it makes it feel like the ghost is, like, thinks she's his girlfriend. Like, it feels like, why are you? Why are you territorial of someone else lying in her bed? Maybe she was, like, feeding into it, like, you know, into the attachment, like, your partners. Oh, yucko. Also, like, how how spiritually uh, aligned are you that you are able to see things, like, see things, like, in your closet and, Ugh. like, like seeing, uh, literally manifesting, like, old baby doll parts. Oh, like, God, that part's awful. Uh, even after you throw them away, they keep appearing. That's just disgusting. Vomitous. <laughs> Vomitous. <laughs> By now, you've probably heard about Burrow, a new kind of furniture company known for timeless designs, durable materials, and details that make life in your space easier. Last year, they brought their expertise outside with the launch of their outdoor line, which I love, and now they're adding more must-have pieces to the collection. For example, Dunes offers seating, dining, and lounger options, while Scout is a new folding chair upholstered in a chic woven fabric. And I think I'm going to get two of those for the balcony. Blaze and I love to sit out there in the evenings after Leona goes to bed. And I love the idea of having a good-looking but also extremely useful and comfy place to sit outside. Made of durable materials made for all seasons, weather-resistant teak, stainless alloy, and quick-dry stain-resistant 
resistant cushions with easy assembly and disassembly. This is the perfect thing for your outdoor space. They also just launched a new standing desk, Copilot, with adjustable height, a durable scratch-resistant body with built-in storage to make working at home easier than ever. I'm in the market for a new desk, um, so this is definitely going to be my next bookmark. And of course, there's Burroughs Legacy seating collections like the Nomad and Range, now available in new colors. And Em and I, that's like the only piece of furniture I think we actually share is our burrow sofa in the podcast department. Love that thing. And that's why we drink listeners can get 15% off their first order at burrow.com slash drink. That's burrow, B-U-R-R-O-W.com slash drink for 15% off. Burrow.com slash drink. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? You can grow lemon, avocado, olive, or fig trees inside your home on top of the wide variety of houseplants available. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. I am so thrilled that we are working with Fast Growing Trees. I spent about an hour and a half on the website trying to decide what I would love to order from their products. They have so many options and you can actually filter it by zones, by growing zones to make sure you know it'll work in your garden. Um, they have everything from massive privacy shrubs and trees to very, very specific flowers. I actually ended up ordering a lilac shrub for my garden. I recently discovered how much I love the smell of lilac and so I I thought, you know what? Perfect chance. Why don't I get some lilac growing in my yard? I think it's going to smell beautiful. And I also got my mom a little lavender plant as an Easter present. Right now, they have some of the best deals online, like up to half off on select plants. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code DRINK at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code DRINK at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code DRINK. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. You know when you've got the holidays, the new year, and then all of a sudden it's sort of back to the grind, especially if you run a small business, it can be really hard to get back into the swing of things, but Stamps.com is here to make that a little bit easier for you. Stamps.com streamlines all your mailing and shipping to turbocharge your operational efficiencies. For 25 years now, Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses, whether they're mailing out checks, invoices, legal documents, books, podcast branded koozies, maybe that's just us, or anything else. Get access to to the USPS and UPS mailing services you need to run your business right from your computer anytime, day or night. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. And with rates you can't find anywhere else, like up to, get this, 89% off USPS and UPS, how could you go wrong? We have loved Stamps.com for years, not quite 25, but since we started the podcast, which was 2017, and we could not get by without it. I remember there were days where we didn't have Stamps.com, those I call the dark ages, and I was hand shipping everything and driving it on my lunch break to the post office. It was all very hectic. Stamps.com, I do it straight from my house, and it makes my life a trillion times easier. Keep your mailing and shipping moving at the speed of your business with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code DRINK for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the page, and enter code DRINK. Daylight saving time is starting up again. It may feel like there are more hours in the day, but if you're hiring, it doesn't necessarily help you find qualified candidates any sooner. There's only one way to do that, ZipRecruiter. Right now, you can try it for free at ziprecruiter.com drink. ZipRecruiter works around the clock to find qualified candidates for you. Once you post your job on ZipRecruiter, they send it to 100-plus job sites so you reach more of the right people. ZipRecruiter's smart technology also quickly scans thousands of resumes to identify people whose skills and experience match your job. Spring forward with a new hiring partner, ZipRecruiter, and find top talent sooner. See why 4 out of 5 employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash drink. Once again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash drink. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. My next story is uh, from Sierra, who uses she, her pronouns. Thank you for normalizing pronouns. And uh, Sierra's subject line is, my university's haunted elevator. Oh. So. Sierra says, I wanted to write in and tell you lovely human beings about an extremely terrifying experience I had at my alma mater, the University of Mount Union and Alliance in Ohio. Yay. Um, it is currently the pandemic and my graduation has been canceled. Aww. So I'm just calling myself an alumni at this Hell point. Hell yeah. Aww. <laughs> 
you know what? In in my eyes, you graduated you early. Good for you. <laughs> You're early, yeah, exactly. <laughs> in the middle of the University of Mount Union. Wow, do they really just say the whole thing all the time? I don't know. I've only ever heard of it as Mount Union. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if it was like since it's U M U A, be like Amua. Uh, okay. Never mind. Yeah, that's it. That's the one. Amua. Amua. <laughs> okay. Uh, in the middle of the Mount Union stands the old building, Chapman Hall. Okay. So rumors and strange occurrences and possible suicides have been, have always surrounded Chapman and most students, uh, tend to feel uncomfortable when in the building, both the education and history departments were located in the building. And lucky for me, I was a history and an education major. (laughs) Oh my God. Oh boy. So I spent a lot of time in Chapman Hall and I often called it my second home. During my sophomore year, Mount Union hired a psychic and a paranormal investigator to do a reading in the basement, and I was one of the students lucky enough to tag along and witness their work. After endless conversations with at least 20 to 30 spirits, the psychic quit the investigation because, quote, something extremely evil and unwelcoming has arrived. Oh! Firm pass. I don't like that. (laughs) No. I feel like like after twenty to thirty spirits, you like kind of get comfortable in your in like your space, and then all of a sudden you find out. Never mind, you should have been on edge the whole time. Yep. yep. Uh, <laughs> she made everyone leave the area, and we finished the investigation elsewhere on campus because Chapman became too spiritually dangerous, and I nearly <laughs> peed my pants, and I never looked at Chapman the same way again. Yikes! Oh my god. Flash forward to my senior year, I finally felt comfortable to ask the chair of the history department about her beliefs in the paranormal and whether or not she had experiences in Chapman. She was a total believer and advocated that the Chapman elevator was the most haunted. She <gasps> confessed how she believes a little boy lives in the elevator and admits Ew! that she has seen him on multiple occasions. Oh, no, no. Ugh. This is me in charge of a goddamn department at a college, by the way, just like telling people all of the ghosts I see. They live in the elevator. Well, there is one, uh, gosh, I'm not going to remember their name now, but I always regretted at my school, there was a class that one professor taught called like devils, demons, and magic or something. (gasps) Whoa. I I was told back then, like when I, like my friends who knew that I was doing like ghost tours and stuff like that, they were like, oh, you should go talk to this professor because she's like a wild believer and we'll tell you like some of her wildest shit. And I never got to talk to her. So if someone goes to CNU and knows what professor I'm talking about, yeah, let me know so Find I can her. So I can email her. Um, so anyway, that's my biggest regret of CNU is not taking her class. Okay, so this department chair sees a little boy in the elevator. Oh boy, that's when I knew I had to hold my own investigation and get a uh, get my own little pieces of evidence before I graduated. I told my sorority little, who also listens to, and that's why we drink. And we grabbed our iPhone recorders at midnight and snuck into Chapman. We went to the basement, got onto the elevator, and pressed the highest button so we would have the longest recording session possible. Once the doors began to close on us, they opened back up as if something or one got onto the elevator with us. No, no, no. We, we began to freak out because the energy changed like we were not alone on this elevator. It began going up so we both quieted ourselves so our iPhones could record in silence. Once the elevator stopped, the doors opened and closed almost immediately as if it didn't want us to leave. Oh, my God. I have chills right now. Goose cam. Yes, I don't like that. We sprinted out of the elevator and down the stairs as fast as our weakened knees could run. And once we got outside, we listened to both of our recordings and miraculously, both of our iPhones caught a faint male voice saying, I'm sorry, while we were on the elevator. Like the spirit was apologizing about scaring us. And my knees still get weak when I think about that building and I've never felt comfortable entering that place again. I'm sorry for the long story, but it haunts my thoughts every once in a while. Thank you for reading and stay happy and healthy, Sierra. Oh my gosh, Goose Cam. I total Goose Cam. And also, that almost makes me feel better that, you know, at least the spirit there didn't want to scare you. That's the best kind of spirit you could possibly have. Well, I'm going to be honest. When I heard, I'm sorry, I thought it was like the doors were closing and it was like, I'm sorry, I have to do this. That's what, I, but I'm also, you know, okay. probably wrong. No, no, <laughs> no. It sounded sinister wrong. in my head, but maybe it was a nice ghost. But oh boy, Ooh, oh boy. I like can't get rid of these chills. Okay. Anyway, it's like all over my body. <laughs> that freaked me out so bad. I don't even know why that freaked me out so bad, but I'm like freaked out. Yeah. I feel like we've heard a lot of other like 
in comparison, like wild stories, but that one was just so simple. And like, you're alone in a building, a whole building and the elevator and it won't open and you're getting. Oh Oh, God. Yeah. Okay. Goose cam, goose cam. Okay. Okay. Um, Let's see. I have another one here. This is from Carson. He, him. Oh, great. Thank you for normalizing pronouns, Carson. Okay. Carson says a doppelganger in the mirror and my grandfather, the green beret. Hi, Eva, Christine, and M. I wanted to share two short stories about some paranormal events I've experienced in the past couple of years. One involving a doppelganger in the mirror. Uh-uh. Good night. And the other about my grandfather in Arlington Cemetery. First story. One night a few years ago, my fiance, now wife, was sleeping over at my place. My bedroom at the time had a bathroom ensuite, but with the sink part connected to the main area and no wall in between. I got up in the middle of the night and went over to the sink to get some water. I bent down to scoop some water from the faucet into my mouth, and as I leaned back up, I gave a sleepy but definitely awake appraisal of myself in the mirror. The moon was particularly bright that night, so I could easily see myself in the blue light of the reflection. But as I stood there looking at myself for a few seconds, something happened that still gives me chills to this day. My reflection in the mirror slowly turned its head and looked over at my fiance. <gasps> Oh my god! Oh my god! I was still in bed. Ah! I'm so sorry. Absolutely not. This is like the worst. It's the middle of the day. I don't even know why I'm so scared. I'm so scared. Wow, the chills are back again. I know. As soon as the mirror me fixed its gaze toward the bed, my fiance began making groaning noises and tossing around. (gasps) Oh my fucking god! I immediately snapped my gaze away from the mirror and rushed over to the bed to make sure my fiance was all right. I shook her awake, asking if she was all right, to which she stared up at me, completely freaked out as to why I was waking her up in the middle of the night. I explained what happened, but she said everything was fine, so I left it at that and we went back to sleep. Fortunately, I've never had an experience like this again, but it still makes me think twice before I look at myself in the mirror in the middle of the night. Oh my freaking God. That is horrid. My hair, my arms, my hair on my arms am, uh, like is like on it. Like all the way directly directly straight up <laughs> that's why i i regret uh talking about how hot i was and complaining now <laughs> i'm just like shivering <laughs> wow okay. okay second story as i was growing up my grandfather lived across the street from me and the two of us were always very close he was a decorated green beret before he retired and though he was somewhat reserved the two of us got along really well and always had a special connection My grandfather used to work in the shop garage at our family's farm, and he would always take care of our vehicles whenever they needed the oil changed or other maintenance done. I think it was his quiet way of showing us grandchildren that he loved us. When my grandfather passed away a few years ago, we decided to have him buried in Arlington National Cemetery to honor his years of service and the incredible sacrifices he made as a Green Beret. Though I now live in the greater D.C. area, I've sadly only been to visit my grandfather's grave a handful of times in the past few years. A few months ago, I was downtown running errands, and I figured I'd go visit my grandfather's grave. Though Arlington National Cemetery is only open to the general public on foot, if you have a family member buried there, you receive a special pass that enables you to drive into the cemetery directly to your family member's gravesite. Aw. Aw, that is nice. I flashed my pass to the soldiers guarding the entrance, proceeded to drive to my grandfather's grave, and spent a few minutes at his tombstone, paying my respects and remembering the fond memories I had of him. When I was ready to leave, I got in my car and pressed the ignition, but nothing happened other than the dead battery light coming on. After a few more attempts, I got attempts. I got out of my car and popped the hood to see if there was a problem. I had driven, stopped, and started my car several times that morning at it, and had never had any previous issues with my car. A maintenance crew drove by and stopped to see what was going on. I asked if they could help jumpstart my car, and I grabbed the jumper cables out of my trunk. We tried for a few minutes to no avail before the maintenance crew said they had to leave to continue their work. <laughs> oh, bye. What? A few a few minutes later, a pickup truck drove up and the people inside asked if I needed help. They graciously pulled up and grabbed a pair of jumper cables from their vehicle and proceeded to attempt to jump start my car. Again, nothing happened. Defeated, I had to call a tow truck to come get me in my vehicle. Side note, it is super embarrassing to be towed from a peaceful, orderly cemetery, especially a military cemetery with burials taking place. When I got to the auto shop, the mechanics inspected my car and eventually told me they couldn't find anything wrong with it. They said it started right up, no problem. I like to think (laughs) that this was my grandfather's way of checking in on me, maybe like he was playing a trick on me or sending me a not-so-subtle reminder to please take care of my vehicle. (laughs) That sounds like a grandpa thing to do. Doesn't it? Like, well, next time you'll think twice. 
Oh, yeah. Thanks so much for continuing to do this podcast. My wife and I love listening to it every week, and it's been a welcome reprieve from this pandemic and all the craziness in the world. Cheers, Carson. Wow. Wow. I love that. I love that it. It always helped you with your cars and then was like, now now I'm going to have some fun in the afterlife. Well, it sounds like it sounds like uh, like if your dad were to pass on before you and then you hear like uh, EVPs later of like, have you changed your oil? When yes, exactly. <laughs> that tire looks a little flat. Put <laughs> some air in that tire. I love it. Oh, that's sweet. Well, thank you, Carson. Thank you, Carson. We do have one bonus up, uh, one bonus story this oh. time. Uh, usually, Eva gives us six stories, but this time around, I guess there was one that was just too juicy, and Eva was like, "We got to read it." So, okay, here we go. This is from this is from Sam. She her pronouns. Thank you for normalizing pronouns. And uh, Sam's story is haunted lemons. Well, fuck me. Oh, juicy, juicy indeed, Em. You called it. <sighs> Eva, you shouldn't have made me. Why would you? You? She knew I was going to be the one to read this, too. I know. She put this in a specific order. <laughs> That's evil. Okay. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. Okay. Hello. Evil is lemon. <laughs> uh, hello, spooky friends, furry friends, and fruit friends, and spider friends, though I have a crippling case of arachnophobia. Oh. Um, I hope you're all staying safe during quarantine. I'm a longtime listener, and April's stories uh, inspired me to write my own. Fun fact, Linda and I share birthdays. She's a legend. Oh, well, thank you. I, hey, yo. I will pass on the info. Um, oh, she heard it. She heard it. She, Don't worry. She em. felt it in her bones. <laughs> Anyway, I've wanted to share it for a while now, so I'm shooting my shot. I'll try to give you the Spark Notes rundown of what happened. The story starts in 1992, aka the greatest year, because I was I was born that at that time. Oh yes, that's what they call it. That's exactly it. Um, so the story starts in the year of M, 1992, uh, with my mom and my grandmother. My grandmother Dolly had just lost her battle with breast cancer, and my mom was taking time off of work to regroup. It was two months before her wedding, so she was also trying to finish Aww. up planning as well jesus that's a lot of life yeah. events uh she needed a break though obviously and some friends had come to check in on her and my mom explained to them how much she missed dolly and how she wished she could talk to her brilliantly one of her friends suggested a seance uh -oh. now where i would be like nah my mom thought it sounded like a great idea so my mom and her friends sat in our dining room and started their seance and my mom's friend who was leading it asked for Dolly to show them a sign that she was there. The dining room opens up to the living room and in the living room, Dolly had a little lemon tree. <laughs> I can already tell this is going to be Christian. <laughs> just doing uh, seances next to my lemon tree instead of planning for my wedding or whatever it is. It's just like, I need a break. Christine, if, if you go before me and I ask for a sign, there's going to be like some fucking lemon is going to roll into my house like a Chef Boyardee commercial. Oh it's just going <laughs> to... I'm just gonna be like, how did you get in here? <laughs> but um, you'll know. And then you'll eventually know. it'll be like a Hogwarts scene where they just start coming down my <laughs> chimneys and yes. like trying to break into my house. I can't wait. Um okay, so Dolly had a little lemon tree, so did Christine. Uh <laughs> when she when she finished asking for a sign, there was a pause, and shortly after, a lemon plopped off the tree and rolled into the living room. I literally Well, there we fucking go. There we go. Instead of being like, okay, thanks, we're good, they asked for another sign, and then they proceeded to hear movement upstairs in the attic, and we were the only people in the house. Goodbye. <sighs> they paused and heard noise again, so as you do, they all started to make their way up the stairs to investigate. They moved up slowly and waited to see if, they're, if they could hear anything, and just as they were about to make their next move, they heard a thud, causing them to panic and topple down the stairs. As they got off the floor, the phone rang, and my mom slowly went to answer it and only got static. But as she looked up, she saw General Hospital playing on the TV and stopped in her tracks. To derail this real quick, every day, Dolly would call my mom at 1 o'clock as soon as just General Hospital started to ask what was happening, even though the show literally just started to ask what was happening i love that <laughs> my mom checked the time and it was one o'clock oh and then the phone the phone rang again static again my mom finally spoke mom is that you and at that moment another lemon dropped from the tree <gasps> and rolled onto the floor holy shit the goose cam is fucking wild over here guys i no it is crazy holy crap okay so lemon drops on the floor they hear noise upstairs 
Then when they hear the noise for the, at, the, at its loudest point, the phone rings and General Hospital is on the TV, which is <sighs> the, what their routine was. She asks, Mom, is that you? Lemon drops again. Oh. My mom explained to me that the whole thing was startling, duh, but somehow comforting that her mom reached out to her to let her know she's still there. You can tell that she's still around, especially around my grandfather. They were married for years and he didn't remarry after she passed. I can tell she's always keeping an eye out on us to make sure we're okay. Apparently, I had a full-blown conversation with her when I was three and she helped save my grandfather and my mom from a few accidents. But those are stories from another day. I hope I didn't drone on too long and I hope you enjoyed the citrusy tale. Thanks for the scares and laughs, Sam. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Wow. Wow. Those were all pretty bananas. Yeah, lemons, but yeah, close enough. Um, <laughs> Wowza, though. That's like with the, the general hospital thing made me almost cry. Oh, That one fucked me up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yikes. Aww. Well, I love that. That was, you're right, that was a juicy one. Thank you, Eva, for inserting an, a, bonus, a, a bonus story. Yeah, definitely extra goose cam action. There was a lot of goose camp today, huh? I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I hated it. It gave me some adrenaline after <laughs> sitting in my apartment for 43 days. I know. We're like spicing things up here. <laughs> <laughs> like my dopamine levels have spiked. What's going on? <laughs> Eva knows exactly what to do. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, thank you, everyone. Uh, well, thank you guys so much for, for tuning in to uh, our May month listeners episode uh hopefully this gave you something to freak out about and want to turn your lights on yeah i guess so <laughs> and i don't know what to uh request for our our birthday month i don't know maybe just your favorite birthdays in general birthday a birthday theme? story yeah that could be fun birthday theme any it could be birthday adjacent too if it's like cake themed or present themed or... <laughs> oh my god you know where my mind is yes i do yeah i suggest uh, some sort of party celebration gift present cake theme of of spooky stories sure i like that very much um i approve so if you have a story that has something to do with <laughs> i don't know our birthdays i guess <laughs> send it our way <laughs> too and that's why we drink at gmail.com and eva will uh read through those for us yes and definitely put in the subject line that it's like a uh what the theme is so it's just easier for christine to to or oh, even yeah. to find i was like i'm not finding it but yeah <laughs> make it easy, make it easy on eva <laughs> awesome well i mean that's all i got yeah stay stay healthy and happy and safe and clean and good luck to you until we talk to you uh in a couple days because we're gonna record another episode pretty soon Woohoo! all right we'll see you guys soon and Ah, oh! <laughs> I tried to, I tried to one up you there. You usually start it. I'm Wait, sorry. No, no, you do it. I liked that. I liked it. Okay, and that's why we drink. Yay! Okay. <laughs> See the yay? It's hard not to do. Told you're right. You. You're right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye, everyone. Hey, Keurig coffee drinkers. Need a cold coffee with a bold flavor? Dunkin' Cold K-Cup pods were specially crafted for cold coffee. Brew over ice straight out of the Keurig coffee maker for smooth, delicious Dunkin' taste you know and love. Find your next Dunkin' Cold coffee in the roasted coffee aisle.